Welcome to Divorce Etc. hosted by us, the ex-experts. We're here to give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Plus, we're asking a lot of the questions that you may not even think of or know to ask, but we know because we've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. Welcome to today's podcast, everybody. I'm TH, and Jessica and I are happy and Jessica. Um, And we are thrilled to have Kim here today, Kim Bowen. She is the CEO and founder of The Marriage Place. I found Kim, and you'll hear in many of our podcasts how I found people randomly trolling the internet. But I found Kim on Clubhouse, and she was talking about a bunch of stuff that I had never heard about before. And you may not have heard of it. It's called discernment therapy. It's probably not what you think. I was thinking of like shock treatment or something <laughs> like that. It scared me. Discernment therapy scared me. It's a big I word. Was, I was in this clubhouse group and all of my fears were calmed and I had to reach out to Kim. So welcome, Kim, um, Thank you. to our podcast today. Thanks. I'm excited to be here, really. We're so glad you're taking the time. And especially we feel like most people, TH and I, and and a lot of other people listening also probably have no idea what discernment therapy is. So it's a terrible name, isn't it? It is. (laughs) is. I think you need to rebrand it. But also tell us first how you even got into this, because your story, your background is so interesting, how you started marriage marriage place so my husband and I were going through a difficult time and you know we had a really good strong marriage we were best friends when we married um, had our ups and downs and just over the years some problems came up we weren't able to work through some resentment built and I wanted out so we went to lots of marriage counselors and found out that most of them don't know what they're doing. I mean, it was awful experience and a lot of money and a lot of wasted time, which only builds up more hopelessness that your marriage can't be saved. And so um, we were able to get through that. We've learned some things. We teach at the marriage place uh, for people in that same situation. But I was determined I was going to do it differently. I was going to figure this out. I spent... A lot of years training with the best of the best in this business. And so you're, just, just to be clear, so your personal experience going through marriage counseling successfully because you stayed together, but unsuccessfully in the sense that the experience was not a good one for you, was that motivated you to then decide to get yes. your own degree. Okay. Yes. Well, I was already working on counseling, but I hadn't specialized. Okay. And that's when I decided to specialize. Okay. And so we now have, the marriage place has grown so fast. We now have coaches and counselors that work for me. We have three offices and we have, uh, we work with clients all over the world. We have international base. So. And would you say the marriage place specializes specifically in discernment therapy? It does. It it, it specializes in relationships. Okay. Right. So whether that's improving the relationship you're in, whether that's discernment therapy, or whether that's, we also have a whole segment of when your spouse wants a divorce and you don't. And we know how to help people to figure out one, can it even possibly be saved? You'd be surprised how many of them can be. And if not, then how to get that person back on their feet. First of all, just side note, we need to do a podcast on that because I <laughs> no, for real. Yeah, like, it is. Well, it's huge. Yeah, that's a, that's such an interesting topic, but let's I, we're going to try to focus. Stick so, with this. Okay. Yeah, but 
I mean, because I, 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 I would think that discernment therapy would be a kind of marriage counseling. Right, but it's not. Tell us. Yeah. So with marriage counseling, you are working with, hopefully, mostly, two people who want to have the singular goal of working on the marriage, improving the marriage, getting past an affair, doing some healing, whatever. They, they have a common goal, right? Discernment counseling is usually two people who don't have a common goal. Either one we call leaning in, which is the one who wants to save the marriage, and the other one is the leaning out. And they're the ones that either are 99% sure they don't want to save the marriage or they just really don't know. They just really don't know what they want. And so discernment counseling is a way to go in and work with them together and individually to help them make a good intentional decision, not a knee-jerk, reactive, emotional place of I'm just miserable and I want to get some relief right now. Because we find that those are the types of people who regret it. I mean, this is a big deal. Mm, it's yeah. a big deal to blow up a marriage. When I was getting divorced from, from my first husband, um, who was a, a good friend of TH's from, from growing up, my sister, my older sister, had also been divorced before she got married a second time. And I remember I got divorced um, basically because of infidelity. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. Like, that's just... It's all right. good. Like, okay, it's fine. We're, we're, you know, we're done. And I remember my sister was the one who said to me, he, he was asking me to please go to marriage counseling to try to save it. And I was like, well, I don't think this can be saved for me personally. And my sister was the one who said to me, just go so that you know later. That's right. That, that you did everything that you could have done and didn't make a rash decision. Because and here's what's important about that, Jessica. Like everybody has patterns of behavior, Right. I don't have to be with a, a client very long. I can talk to you for about 10 or 15 minutes, ask you the right questions, and I can tell you exactly the dynamic that was going on in your relationship. Because patterns repeat, right? And even though they're different faces with different stories and different elements, it's the same basic pattern. We, we laugh and say, show me the thumbprint, I'll show you the thumb, right? So if I see certain behavior, or a couple gets to a certain place, I know five steps back what got you there. Okay. And it's so important that you know that because otherwise I mean, you're gonna take you into every relationship that you are going to have, whether it's romance, whether it's your kids, whether it's with your friends or your family. And it's so important to know what patterns that you're engaging in that aren't helping you be more relational. Okay, so, so for people listening to be clear, so discernment therapy, discernment counseling, interchangeable mm -hmm. it seems, is basically when one person has one foot out the door and the other person still wants to stay together. That's, That's right. the premise of what this type of counseling is. Okay. That's right. So what are like the methods or, you know, the tactics um, that you, I mean, I, I'm sure to some extent it varies based on people's individual experiences, but what are kind of like the main methods that are used for people to understand whether or not this is, would be something that they would want to pursue? So, so you want to know how discernment works, yeah. how we structure it? Yeah. It is actually very structured. Um, most counseling, we work with whatever shows up in the room, you know, and, and discernment, we do the same, but we have a very structured base to start from. And so how it works is you will come in and we'll start with you together and you get one to five sessions to come to a decision. And the reason that we limit it 
to that is so that if you're the person who's wanting out and you're desperate to get out, you're not going to want to come in for three months of marriage work right. or to even talk about it, right? And you don't even have to come for five sessions. You, you decide at the end of every session if you want another one, but we don't let it go longer than five. Okay. Okay. And during that time, we are looking for some specific things. We want to know if somebody has got one foot out, they usually have one of three divorce narratives, right? So some of it view divorce as freedom. I just got to get out of here. And they are fantasizing about what life will look like without this person in their lives. We want to make sure that fantasy is realistic. We want to make sure that you're not following a pipe dream with your feet in the clouds and going to get severely disappointed. We want to make sure you know how, what it's going to affect you financially, how it's going to affect you emotionally, how it's going to affect you, your friend group and your extended family and any children. We just want you to take a good look. Mm -hmm. You want to scare the bejesus out of people. No, we yeah. want to prepare you. We want to prepare you. You have to make an educated decision. It right. can't be emotional. Divorce That's is right. so emotional. Yeah. If you totally have a knee-jerk mm -hmm. reaction. Um, okay, so finish, your, finish what you were saying. And then there's the divorce narrative of divorce is a relief. And for this person, they're usually with somebody who is draining them. Either they are suffocating them because they know they want out and they're begging them to keep trying or to do something different. Maybe they're controlling or even somewhat abusive. Uh, they're threatening. They're telling you, if you divorce me, I'm going to make it, make your life miserable. I'm going to take all your money. You're going to be out on the street. Mm -hmm. They may say you're ruining your kids. You're a terrible mother or you're a terrible father because you're even doing this. And so for you, you just want out from under the pressure. That was her. Yeah. You yeah, just want out from under the so pressure. Relatable. Both so far, both of those descriptions are so relatable. They're so relatable. Right. Well, for me, I had all of them, but, but, and then there's the divorce narrative of this is a reluctant letting go. It's, this is the person who has thought through the consequences. They know that this is going to be a huge upset, but they still feel so very hopeless. They're convinced that nothing can change. Their spouse won't change. They can't really change. And the only option they have is divorce. Mm -hmm. So the process of, of discernment counseling, we're trying to help you make one of three decisions because that's really all you've got. Mm -hmm. One is to leave things the way they are now, which for some people, that's a good thing. If you've just found out your spouse has cheated on you, You've got to have time to process that and get over the shock. Um, and, we're, and you're not ready to open yourself up and be vulnerable to somebody you can't trust. So you're not ready to work on it. And you're probably not ready to leave it because you're still such emotional turmoil. Mm -hmm. So that's the leave things the way they are now, but to help you provide a safe space for you to do that, meaning good boundaries so that you're, you're not being pressured all the time. You're giving yourself permission to heal. Fair enough. The second decision is move toward divorce. And if you choose to move toward divorce, like I said, we want you to see all the aspects of that. We want you to understand what types of divorce are offered and which ones are more child friendly and co-parenting friendly. So for that, you're talking about, you will go over things like mediation, collaborative yep. divorce, litigation. Okay. So you're helping them understand really That's like their, their different divorce choices. I love it. Okay. Go ahead. And we'll teach, yeah, we teach them how to find a divorce attorney. If it's somebody local, we'll give you names of people who do collaborative divorce because we honestly feel like that's the only healthy way to right. divorce. Right. Yeah. 
And then there, you know, where everybody's not trying to get something over on somebody else. Yeah. Right. And then the other one is move towards saving the marriage. And if that's the decision you make, we ask that you have a six month period where you take divorce off the table, you roll up your sleeves and you get in there and you work on it. Most people don't see that as even a possibility when they come in or their feet would, you know, they wouldn't have one foot out the door. Right. But about half the people choose it. Interesting. And so here's because, my question. Isn't that amazing? It half is. the people choose to stay. To stay together. Here's my question. Out of those half that choose to stay together, what percentage would you say actually lasts? A little bit more than 45% close to 50%. So 25% of the people that come to you to start, oh no, not necessarily, but okay. Half of, got it. Right. Interesting. Okay. That's still a good number. That's a very healthy And the people that don't, that move toward divorce usually have a much better divorce. Right. Because they've gone through this process. So when they first come to you, you're saying you give them one to three sessions, but it's kind of up to them, right? They one come to five. Time, one to five sessions. They come in after each of those sessions, they decide whether or not they're going to come back. And so yeah. what do you do after the first session when you have the person who's, who's one foot out the door, who's like, I don't even want to come back for a second session. Where do they then, go from there? Or what? Well, they have a choice. Yeah. Right. So we say, okay, so you've made the decision to go toward divorce. Do you want to come back and talk about how to do that? What that looks like? Okay. Hopefully they'll say yes. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're like, yeah, no, I'm out. Sometimes they're out and they want to screw the other person over. But I'll tell you what, that first session's a doozy because you're going to get whiplash. You are really, the focus of these sessions is not your partner. So let's say if your partner cheated on you. It's real easy to come in and just really, this is a scumbag. He cheated on me. We can't, you can't control any of that. It's happened right? But we want to look at you and we want to see what you have brought into the marriage as far as patterns and behavior that might be getting in your way or might be something you're going to continue afterwards that might bring you the same type of people, right? you know, that we tend to are drawn to the same person over and over. Right. Because patterns repeat. That's what they do. Right. So and so, yeah, you need it is not blaming you for the marriage ending or your husband's infidelity, but it is helping you get a really good look at yourself. Right. Why that was even allowed. It's not necessarily your fault. I mean, Jessica and I have both been in marriages like that. Right. And, and for me, um, I, I would imagine that there are people that come to you. I felt like the cheating was the last straw. Like that was like my, all right, wham, bam, I am out. Like all this other stuff is stacked up. This, you know, like, what do you do in that situation? People are, I I know for me, it wasn't a healthy marriage. So Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have, this wouldn't have worked for me because I am so much happier (laughs) on this side that I know. It may have gotten you a better, more, user-friendly divorce experience it may have and and honestly i literally dragged him to talk to people mostly to talk about how we were going to tell our kids mm-hmm. like you go figure your own shit out i'll figure myself out but we have to work together to be on the same page and what this message is to our kids 
And well, so that was the only way that, that we were ever together and in, in, you know, with, with any kind of a professional helping us or talking to us. In our world today, we don't handle conflict very well. It's not role modeled. I mean, look at the politicians. Like it, everything is about winning. It's about hurting the person who is against you or opposes you. Mm-hmm. Um, and in marriage, when you do that, the damage is so devastating. And we, yeah. you know, you may very divorces have to happen. They just, in some situations, they need to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they do, though, we can minimize so much of the pain and the anguish and the hurt for everybody if we do this with some dignity and respect. It's also the messenger. You know, like, I'm sure that I've heard a lot of chirping from a lot of different people. But if you were telling me this, it may come, may resonate differently. You know, like everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got advice. This is like a safe space. You don't know anything about us. And somehow your ears clear up a little bit more and your brain makes space to hear what you have to say versus a bunch of noise out there. So I think that's important to, you know, decipher between the noise and, and the real like guidelines, you know, the the kind of people that I'm going for truly though, are the ones who, you know, 80% of the people who filed for divorce never went to counseling. Is that true? That is true. That is a huge statistic. And it's crazy to me. But then again, after my experience with marriage counselors, I'm not surprised because most of them suck. I I understand that that you guys didn't, T, but I, I, and and maybe this is wrong for me to say, because again, like whatever, you know, I, even though he cheated, I I still, we went for a couple of weeks, but like I can, well, I mean, I really was, I really was, you were out. Yeah. And I, and we listened to her and she actually said, um, my, my stance on going to marriage counseling was <clears throat> we'd been together for 18 years. If I at any point had wanted to go to marriage counseling, I, I would have expected him to respect the fact that I wanted to go and I would have expected him to go. So having listened, listening to my sister, I felt that uh, out of respect for him and the amount of time that we had been together and our young children, I will go. But I made it very clear to him that I was only willing to go under the auspices of he really wanted to stay together and he really wanted to make it work. Because I said to him, I don't need to go to a marriage counselor for them to tell us that they think we should get divorced. Like I already think we should get divorced. So if you think that you're going to be putting in the effort to try to fight to to stay together, I'm willing to go and, and try to get on that page and hear where you're coming from. I don't know that I can do that. So we went and part of what she said was that we had, I had already asked him to, to move out um, and she said that he needed to move back in and he was going to have to move back in for three months, she said. And so at the, my first reaction was like, I don't know what day of the week it was. Maybe it was like a Tuesday. I'm like, well, you can move in on Sunday. Like, I mean, I was like, I needed a few more days before the idea of him even coming back into the apartment. And then when he moved back in, honestly, I would say it was probably less than two weeks. I was like, I just can't, I literally wanted to peel my own skin off. I'm like, this is just, see, not- I would have, I, I so question that, that. I mean, you, nobody likes to throw somebody under the bus, but that kind of um, therapy of get him back in the house. This is somebody who cheated, right? Yes. I would have been like, hell no. Like, yeah, I, I, you got to earn your way back in. Like you don't yeah. just, well, you know? part of it was yeah. also that we needed to start going on dates. 
And by the way, I love the idea of being in a relationship and having regular date nights. I think it's so important to woo your partner and to be able to like yeah. get your stuff and do your hair and look pretty. And like, I love dates, but I think after the first or second time, I'm like, I don't think I want to date my husband. It right. was just under such different. No, you didn't want to date him. You didn't want to date him. Right, right. But anyway, I the idea that some that people who ha have gone through a, a cheating situation, I can sort of understand that more that those people might be less inclined to go to, to marriage counseling. But the idea that as a whole, statistic in marriage that 80% of people don't mm -hmm. go to therapy before deciding to end their marriage, I find it quite almost shocking. It's alarming, actually. And I will tell you, you know, if your marriage has one of the three A's, abuse, affairs, or addiction, untreated addiction. Hard to get past. You know, those are tough. And those aren't the typical, you know, most marriage therapists take the approach of let's play nice. Let's get you back in, closer together let, without, I mean, it's ridiculous. You're in this place of hurt, betrayal devastation. You're not going to want to go on date nights. You're not going to want to have sex with your husband again. You're not going to want him to move in. And that's kind of really bad advice. Yeah. And most marriage therapists don't even really give you advice. They just tell, ask you, well, how do you feel about that? And, and how do you feel about this? And right. I had know, a lot I, of that. Yeah. We don't that. do that. Like we jump like, in. I mean, I've had clients in front of me where I look at him and I'm like, well, you're a narcissistic asshole. Like that's, I love you know, it. That's why your wife doesn't want to have sex with you, you know, like knock this off. And so we're very directive, but, but we're truth tellers. That's what we call ourselves. We're truth tellers. We don't just listen and try to get your marriage back together without healing and some of the deep personal work that that requires. Date night. I hate that stuff. I just but, do. But what's so great among all the other things that you do, but, but really came out um, in this podcast is you're not siloing anything. You're looking at the whole package. Yes. Her, him, or she, he, or whoever's yes. in the relationship, each person and then together. And, and you know, what I think Jessica and I both learned since our separations 12 years ago, 12 plus years ago, is that we're only where we are today because we recognized mm -hmm. and took responsibility which is not an easy thing to do. It's no, it a humbling isn't. thing to do, but I I had been in relationships after that, after my separation, and I didn't fully repeat, but I did a little repeat. I did a little of um, I I can fix him, I can change him, I can I can make him who I I think he's gonna be. I think he's got that potential if I just. So where we would go back and look and say, what is, what is this place in you that you are attracting and attracted to people that need that kind of fixing? Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I have, I have recognized it and owned it and know it's not my responsibility. Good. Um, and I'm in a, an amazing relationship with, with someone who um, takes his own responsibility and doesn't you know, woe is me all the time. A lot better, isn't it? <laughs> a lot great. better. I, I feel less stressed. It's not my responsibility. But um, I feel like most marriages that end don't need to. Most. Most. Yeah. 
Very interesting. Well, listen, this, this week, really, this conversation could go on for the next two hours. Um, we're definitely going to have to have you back to continue this um, discussion and, and answer questions from people who are listening now. Like, let us know what your questions are for Kim about discernment therapy, things like that, so that we can incorporate that into the next time that we speak with her, because this is a fascinating discussion and, um, and definitely needs to be continued. In the meantime, for people who are interested in reaching out to you directly or finding the marriage place near them, what are the best ways for them to find you? The best ways to work with us are to, or to find out more information about us is to go to the website. It's www.themarriageplace.com. We have all kinds of ways for you to reach out. You can fill out a contact form, an email, you can text, you can pick up the phone and call. So it just depends on your level of comfort and how much reaching out you want to do. But there's so much really good free information. We put a lot of quality content out there that's free that people can yeah. just, people spend hours reading our blogs and pulling off resources because it's good stuff. That's amazing. And we're going to have links to all of that on our site as well. So anyone listening, you can also find that um, through the xexperts.com. Uh, any last words, TH? No, just really do reach out to Kim. And, and um, even though in my situation, I didn't seek account, you know, any kind of professional help for our marriage, um, we didn't have resources like this. That's right. There were no Kims that I was aware of. And I think what Kim's also said a lot in this um, podcast is basically make sure that your therapist is working for you. She said it multiple times. And so I'm sure there are great therapists out there for, for couples. There are. Make sure that you're with the right one because, you know, experience speaks that that's not always the case. The one thing that I would recommend for people who are looking for somebody that they want to see locally, if they don't want to work with us long distance, um, is to interview people and ask them how much of their caseload is couples work and how much is individual. Mm, yeah. And really if cool. I wouldn't work with anybody who has less than a 75% couple ratio. Oh, okay. That's a great, that's a great tip. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you again, Kim, so much for your time. And um, we're going to have a lot more information about this to come. Great. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Divorce Etc. with the X-Experts. We really hope this episode was helpful for you in getting information you need and feeling empowered to get through it. And always remember there are so many of us just like you. Now please hit the subscribe button so you always get new episodes and please rate and review us. You can also check out our website filled with free resources at xexperts.com. Follow us on social on Instagram and Facebook and send us an email to let us know your thoughts or any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about. See you next time.